Are you feeling uncertain about selling your home? Do you wonder what needs to be done to get it sold, what you could sell it for, and how to get an acceptable offer? If that's the case, then Get Me Ready to Sell is the podcast just for you. Your host, Jeff Jones, is a realtor, coach, and entrepreneur, and he can help you gain the confidence you deserve to successfully sell your home. Here's Jeff. Selling a home can be both exciting and overwhelming. It's essential that you thoroughly get ready if you want to get the best deal possible. From understanding the current market trends to developing beautiful visual content, there are several elements involved in promoting your property effectively so that you can attract potential buyers quickly. In this episode of Get Me Ready to Sell, we're going to talk about promoting your home. We'll look at some of the key considerations when it comes to marketing your home for sale and how you can make sure that your property stands out from the competition. We're going to be talking about three key concepts in this episode. We're going to talk about target, tell, and test. Let's jump right into target. Let's talk about targeting potential buyers. Promoting your home to sell starts with knowing who it is you're looking to attract and what your competition is. So targeting potential buyers means that we need to do some market research. We talked about market research from a perspective of competition in episode number four when we talked about pricing your home. That was just this last episode. You do need to study the competition. You need to know what properties are currently for sale that buyers could possibly look at. What makes them schedule an appointment to take a look at your property versus sticking with the properties that are already on the market? Why does yours stand out? We talked about that from the perspective of pricing because pricing does have an effect on promoting your home. If you're promoting a hamburger that costs $125, well, why would they want that hamburger versus is one that they can go get at a mug shots or an in and out or a McDonald's or somewhere else. Why would they want that $125 hamburger when they can go get one for $3 or $8 or whatever that price is? So you have to know your competition. What are they skipping to come look at your property? That's a starting point for targeting buyers and knowing who the potential buyers are because you have to know what else they're looking at. And then in episode number two, we talked about understanding the buyer. What is it that they're looking for? What are their primary driving factors? We talked about location being one of those, amenities being one of those, and pricing being one of those. And so they have different things involved. And what can you do when it comes to promoting your home, marketing your home for either you or a real estate professional like me to do that for you? What would it take for us to beat the competition? So we have to know the competition. We have to do some market research. And I just mentioned that we have to understand the buyer, what they're looking for, what's driving them. Because if we can tap into what's driving them, then we can get them to take a look at your property so that they'll consider making an offer so that you can close the deal and move on to what's next for you and not be stuck living somewhere that you don't want to be living. I know this has been really brief, but part of promoting your home is the behind the scenes stuff. Target potential buyers. Do your market research, know your competition, and know who your potential buyer is. The second element of promoting your home is going to be tell the story. Your home has a story to tell. You have a story to tell about your home. Tell that story. And part of that story is visually clean and stage the home inside and out so that it presents a really nice image. I talked about this before. Everybody loves a Christmas present or birthday present. It doesn't even have to be wrapped. It can just be a present. But when it's wrapped, there is this sense of expectation and surprise of what could it be. And it can be nice 
nicely wrapped, and I'm the king of just wrapping presents and sticking them under the tree. But I have been a part in the past when I was younger and took more time to do this, and my wife prefers it this way, to put a bow on it. And not just put a bow on it, but, you know, wrap all four sides with some ribbon that comes together in the middle so it creates these four boxes around the top of the present. And not just that, but then have the extra ribbon come out and strip it with a pair of scissors so it makes these curly cues. That's just nicer looking. And that's what you want to do with your house. When somebody sees your house, you want them to go, oh, wow. And so telling that story is saying, I'm ready for you to come in. Come check me out. So tell that story. According to a new report from the National Association of Realtors that was released at the end of March, 48% of sellers agents reported that staging a home decreased its time on market. And in one in five, that's 20% of both buyers and sellers agents said that home staging increased the offer price by between one and 5%. So if you have a $300,000 house, doing a little bit of outside landscaping, putting in some flowers, doing a little mulch, spending $1,000 to potentially get an extra $3,000 or an extra $15,000 at 5%, would that be worth it? You're telling a story. You're saying this place is for you. And we talked about staging and getting things ready for your home, preparing your home in episode number three. All these episodes run together and you need all of this information and put all these tools in your tool belts if you want to get your home sold. And either you have to do it or you have to have an agent who's going to do it. You don't only want to clean and stage your home, you want to showcase your home's unique features, such as natural light, architectural details, any outdoor spaces that you have. If there's an outdoor kitchen, if there's a pool. I talked with a homeowner just this week who is going to be listing his home. He's probably not going to list it till the end of summer for some personal reasons. He has a pool in his backyard. It's still covered, and he said, do I need to get the pool uncovered? Told him I thought the pool would be a nice selling feature for the home. But also, he's probably not putting the home on the market until the end of summer. And I explained to him, it's your timing. You do what you need to do based on your timetable and what's going on in your life personally. However, if your house went on the market the end of May or the 1st of June, we could leverage the pool more fully than we can, say, marketing the house in July. People are going to be moving in. They will already have moved places because they're going to try to be set for the school year starting in August. But also, if they're moving into a home that they're fixing to be in a pool for a couple of weeks and have to cover it for winter, it's not as great of a selling feature. It's still a selling feature for people looking for a pool. However, we could leverage it more fully if it was earlier in the year, but that's not what's working for his timetable. But you still need to showcase those type of things. If you have nice, big, giant bay windows with beautiful views, if you have a chef's dream kitchen or an outdoor kitchen or space to park a boat, you need to leverage those features and showcase those features in your home. Write an engaging and informative description of your home. Include its size, its design features, and its amenities. You know, one of the little secrets that's going on right now is utilizing chat GPT or other AI stuff, and people are all over the board using that. But I would challenge you to have chat GPT or another AI to write a description of your home. Now, I wouldn't use that description, but put in the description, say, hey, chat GPT, write me a paragraph describing my home and include 
food, pool, boat storage, fantastic kitchen. Put a few of those amenities in there and see what it writes for you. You're probably going to have to tweak it a little bit, putting your own words in there, but that's a great way to start for getting ideas instead of you having to figure out what are all those words that I need to use. So just a little insider's tip on uh, how to leverage technology to help us get our jobs done. More and more professionals in the marketing business are utilizing these sources not to do their jobs, but to help generate the ideas. It's not to replace them right the copy. It's designed to help them get ideas of generating better copy. Anyway, just a little thing. Wasn't in my notes, but it popped into my head as we were going. So I thought I'd put that out there and let you know. I'm trying to use cutting edge technology to help buyers buy homes and help sellers sell homes. I'm leveraging all the tools that I can find available that help me be more successful because my success means that you're successful in what you're trying to do. You also want to take quality pictures of your home. And I would encourage having a professional photographer that I I used, we were at an event last night and he was talking about what he does and somebody said, oh, you use that wide angle lens to make a 10 by 10 room look humongous. And he said, no, I really don't. He said, I'll, I'll go into a room and I'll take two pictures from two different angles so it looks like you're actually standing in the room instead of this big slanted things look all crazy. And I'll see other agents that will market properties with pictures that are vertical pictures instead of horizontal pictures. And in the system that we use in our multi-listing system, our online system, those vertical pictures get black bands put around them. They just don't look good. But I know they're taking pictures of a bathroom or smaller room and they're not trying to get this wide picture, but that's where having a professional come in. They know how to take those pictures and know how to make them look good online. Not make it look like something it's not, but they know how to get those pictures done. It's worth it spending a little bit of money to have a professional photographer take the pictures to market your home appropriately. That helps us target those buyers because they're looking at quality and it helps us tell the story that this home is ready for you. Christina Bell, a professional stager from Atlanta, shared a few tips and here's four of the tips that she shared. Consider the background when it comes to taking pictures. What art is on the wall? What decor is around there? And is the toilet seat up? needs to be down. Number two, she said, was clean the light fixtures. Light helps show off features. We're drawn to lights. And when people look up, do they see dust on that fan? Do they see dust around those globes, the glasses, or maybe even dust on the bulbs? Do they see those in there? And speaking of dust, she also says that you need to dust because dust particles are visible from light reflection. Have you ever walked up to a window with a bright light come through and you see all of the dust floating through the air? Well, when that photographer is taking pictures, if the lighting is right and the pictures are good quality, you're going to see the dust on the mantle of the fireplace. You're going to see the dust on the railing of the steps. You're going to see the dust wherever it is in the home. So take a little bit of time to dust your home. And again, what well, we said that staging on average potentially increases your sales price at 1% to 5%. A $300,000 home, that's going to be $3,000 to $15,000. Spending a little bit of money to prepare your home so that you can tell the story appropriately in your promotion of your home is going to be key in all of that. And let's say that you did spend $15,000, but you only got $10,000 of value out of it. However, your house sold in the first week. Is that worth it not to be on the market for two or three or four 
four weeks? Only you can decide that. But if it helps it sell more quickly, if it helps you get a cleaner, nicer offer because you had already done these things to a home that a buyer might be asking for, it might be worth a little bit of money to not be headache and to be a little stress for you. One fourth tip I'll give you that she said is be careful with the props. Don't overstage because overstaging distracts. Keep it minimal. And if you don't know about staging and staging isn't just placing furniture, it's the inside, it's the outside, the painting, the cleaning. We tend to think it's about putting furniture appropriately in homes so people can see how it's used. And that is one aspect of it. And if you don't know how to do that, get a professional to do that. There are people who do that all day long. That is their job. And if you don't have the staging materials, the decor and the furniture, they can hook you up with that. They can take care of that too while you're getting the pictures ready and while you're showing the property. Another aspect of telling your story isn't just the copy, the text that people are going to have and the pictures that you're going to be taking, but it's also recording some video or some drone footage or having a 3D virtual tour where they take 360 pictures. You're standing in the middle of the room and you can actually spin around in the room. You can look up, you can look down all around and you can click and go through that door to go into the next room over there. It may be worth it to get those, especially if you have a higher end property. If you have a lower end property, they tend to move a little more quickly. We don't tend to pull out all the bells and whistles on those, but hey, it's your property. You can ask for whatever it is you want to ask for. I try to do drone footage, 3D images, the virtual tour and video and professional pictures on all the homes that I list. If the seller's okay with that, then I'm going to do that. And that's part of my expense. That's not something I charge them for. It's just what I do. And I have my photographer go in and take the pictures, do the 3Ds, do some drone footage. And then I take all of that and I put that together with video and create all those images and put those resources out there in promoting the home, marketing the home. Graham Wood, the executive director of digital media for Realtor Magazine, says, tell a story, whether it's about the home, the seller, the community, or the builder. Tell a story. Have a property listed right now. It's my parents' property. I showed you some images, some pictures of that in a previous episode. Well, my dad was a commercial contractor. He built the house. He built it like he would build a commercial house with metal framing, concrete, steel, not normal stick building, which is lumber, two by fours and two by sixes and stuff that we talk about that we see most homes being built with. He built it that way. He has pictures showing of when he built the home. So I tell a little bit of a story. I left the pictures out on the bar in the house so when when buyers are looking going through there, they can actually see this home being constructed. I tell the story about that. They were featured in a magazine a few years after it was built because it's a... Hey, thanks for listening so far. I just want to make sure that you know about readytosellscore.com. On that website, you'll choose some statements that best describe how ready you are to sell your home. Then you'll get a customized list of items of things that you need to do to actually get ready to sell your home. I look forward to being able to help you any way I can. Now, back to the show. Really nice home. I have that magazine out. I tell that story. It's about the builder. It's about how the home got started, and it's about the seller. Graham also says to provide a narrative describing what it could be like to live here. I put that narrative in the description because this house has a walkout basement that I lived in it for a year. My wife and I did when we moved back to this area before we bought our home. We lived there for a year. It's a nice bedroom and a nice closet, a nice bathroom, a big 
giant room that has a dining space, a living space, a kitchen, plus a laundry room, plus a mechanical room, plus a storage room. Well, that storage room is cinder block walls on two sides, and the other sides are inside. Tornadoes are, I wouldn't say prevalent, but we'll have several close encounters in the spring where we are. Our house went on the market the day after a series of tornadoes came through our area. And I mentioned that everybody on Facebook was asking about what it would take to buy a storm shelter, put one in. So in our marketing, I said, you potentially have your own built-in storm shelter downstairs. It wouldn't take much if somebody wanted to reinforce the two interior walls because it's steel and concrete on the top and it's dirt on the bottom, dirt on two sides. It's not going anywhere. I'm telling that story. So I'm providing a narrative of describing what it could be like to live there, seeing the wildlife, being up in the county. So you're only paying county taxes. Your taxes are half of what it would be if this property were actually inside the city limits. Tell the story, provide a narrative describing what it could be like to live here. You could say something like, now we're on the sunny porch where you can enjoy the morning coffee. This particular house, my parents' house, has a veranda that's a great place to sit in the morning if you want to sip your coffee. And then third, Graham says to move slowly through a home to avoid jerky visuals in your videos. So in your videos, tell the story. In your videos, provide a narrative. In your videos, move slowly. Good, clean camera video shots in there. So we've talked about target potential buyers. Tell a story. Now let's test various methods. And this is where people think real estate agents, realtors just work. They just get you to sign that you'll let them sell your property and they'll just go enter in some information and put it in the MLS and hopefully a buyer's agent will bring a buyer. That is one of the various methods that we have. You need to test various methods and these various methods are put a sign in the yard. I put a sign in the yard with flyers. I have a flyer box on the sign and people can get the flyers out of there. I have a QR code on the flyer that allows them to go directly to a website that gives them more details than what that flyer can give them about that house. I also, on the sign in the yard, I have a QR code on the sign and that QR code on the sign directs them to that same website. So if they're driving by and they don't want to get out and pick up a flyer, they can use their phone to capture the QR code and go to that link, go to that website. They pick up a flyer, they can do that. And I was told that flyers don't necessarily work on luxury homes. Well, my parents' home would be considered a luxury home. I had 25 flyers in the sign holder and within two weeks they were all gone. People stopped and took them. So I think flyers are worthwhile. They're one option. Who knows who's going to stop and pick up that flyer. They didn't scan the QR code on the sign. They're going to stop and pick up the flyer and they may come back in a couple of days or in a week or so. But I use the signs and I try to use the flyers if my sellers will let me do that. Tell your neighbors. That's another method. Hey, do you know anybody that wants to move to the neighborhood? You got any friends or family that want to live near you? That's one option. Utilize online marketing platforms. People in my industry have a love-hate relationship with the Z company that sounds like pillow. They love it or they hate it. They hate it from the perspective that it doesn't really help buyers and sellers get the best information possible out there. But hey, buyers are utilizing that site. You would be crazy if you're selling your home not to promote your home where buyers are looking. They're looking there. They're looking at Realtor.com. They're looking on Facebook Marketplace. They may be looking on Pinterest and they can be looking on YouTube. Those are all great online marketing platforms. Now, their online marketing 
marketing platforms. They're not just social media. Social media is a little bit different from that. It's an online platform, yes, but social media would be just on Facebook or an Instagram or TikTok. Whatever social media that's out there that you use or that you think your potential buyer is going to use. And there's all kinds of demographics of who uses Facebook, who uses Instagram, who uses Twitter or YouTube or TikTok. So you need to kind of have an idea of who your potential buyer is and promote your home to them where they are. You might also want to host open houses. I try to do an open house if my seller will let me do that. And two of the homes I've sold came from buyers that came through an open house. One of those buyers came through an open house. Well, actually both of those buyers came through the open house and they had agents. One of them didn't have their agent with them, but I knew their agent and we worked everything out and they represented them. The other one, the agent called and said, I have a buyer. You've got an open house. Can I bring them through during that time? And I said, yes, that's who bought the house. Now, would they have maybe scheduled an appointment to see it? Otherwise, they might would have, but that open house gave them the opportunity to do it so that they could. Just consider open house, but don't have one just to have one. Do something special with it. Try to do something with it, either offering some incentive. I talked with an agent this week that said, hey, I've got a house that we're doing an open house this weekend. It's been on the market for a while. We're thinking about a price drop. And he said, would you do it before the open house or after the open house? And I said, I really don't know because I can see pros and cons of doing it either way. I said, have you thought about offering some kind of an incentive? And he said, yeah, we're already doing that. We're doing X number of dollars for floors and we don't want to just cut price and do all that stuff. And I said, well, I've seen some marketing that some builders do. Flash sale this weekend only, $5,000 toward closing costs if you make an offer, get an accepted offer on one of our homes this weekend. I see builders do that all the time. I don't see sellers and agents do that. I don't know why they don't do that. So if you got an open house this weekend, why not market it with a flash sale? Offer an extra incentive for closing costs, for helping the buyer with down payment, doing some other amenities, but just this weekend only. And then if somebody comes in next Tuesday and says, hey, I would like that, the seller can play hardball about it and go, hey, that was just through, you know, getting an accepted offer through Monday. Sorry, you're a couple days late there. Now, chances are they may not because if they're willing to discount that property this weekend, they're probably willing to discount that property later. But it creates a sense of urgency for a buyer to get in there and to make that purchase, to make that offer on that property. So you might even also offer free lawn service, mowing service for the year. My mom's house, we're having the lawn cared for, sprayed and fertilized, and we're going to pay for the year for that. She has a home warranty that's going to stay with the home. So those are some incentives that are out there that you can offer as you're testing various methods and see what works. If you're selling your house for sale by owner, there are some, we call those FSBOs, F-S-B-O, for sale by owner. If you're doing it FSBO, there are some FSBO sites out there that allow you to pay a small fee that help market and buyers may go look at those areas or go and look at those websites to check and see if there are any homes in their area for sale by owner. You can buy a domain and host a website. I've done that in the past. I don't do that on every one, but I've done that some in the past of buying like my home is 6350 Malone Road. So I might go buy the domain 6350 Malone and put that on a writer on the sign. So it's there. So it's www.6350malone.com and people can go to that and it takes them to the same link. Just anything I can get to get them to come into the home to take a look at the listing to see the images that are there to see any videos that we have to read the description about the home to go I think I want this home. I at least want to go put eyes on this home. That's what promoting your home
less, but there are a variety of methods you can use promoting your home to get a buyer to come in to make an offer on your home so that you can work through all the details of that offer and get it to close and actually get the money in your account and not be stuck living where you don't want to be living so that you can move on to where you want to move on to next. I hope that this has been helpful for you today. I'm looking forward to the next opportunity that I have with you. And actually in our next podcast next week, we're going to be talking about working with a listing agent. What does it mean to work with somebody like me? What does it take to work with somebody like me? What do we do? Are we the bad guys in this? So people have all kinds of conceptions and some misconceptions about what a real estate professional, what a realtor does. So we're going to talk about that in the next episode of Get Me Ready to Sell. Hey, thanks for listening today. Make sure to check out the show notes for any links to websites I may have mentioned and for a transcript to this episode. If you're listening on podcast, but you'd rather watch it, you can discover it on our YouTube channel. Just look for Get Me Ready to Sell. You deserve to be confident in your home selling process. And if you have an agent already working with you, they should be helping you. If not, let's have a conversation to see how I may be able to help you get ready regardless of the market you're in. There are three things that you can do right now to get yourself ready to sell. Number one, one is visit readytosellscore.com. Choose a few statements and you'll discover how ready you may be or not to sell your home. Number two is to download the tips for preparing your home for sale. There's some items in there. I think we've covered them in a previous podcast, but you will want to see what those items are to make sure you're ready. And number three, schedule a conversation with me to develop a personalized plan to get you ready to sell your home. Have a blessed day.